is the Isle of Boylan on this wonderful cold Thursday afternoon. By the way, I did pull up a tweet earlier on mentioning that I will be putting up my Christmas tree a little bit later on this weekend, most likely. And uh, some people weren't very happy with that. They said, ah, for God's sake, no, it's too early. Ah, for God's sake. I was given out about the M&S ad, by the way, the M&S Christmas ad, which is a disaster. It tears up all the traditions of Christmas. But I also complimented Little on their advertising for Christmas because it complements the traditions of Christmas. Well done to Little, by the way. Support them. M&S, absolute assholes for doing what they did. They tore up all the traditions of Christmas. By the way, one of the big stories in the news yesterday as well, it is the warmest year, allegedly, in 125,000 years. Now, I've looked at experts online suggesting how the hell do they know what temperature it was 125,000 years ago? And even if they did, they'd be measuring by ground temperature using ice cores, which would be ridiculously inaccurate and not even suggestively true. Also, we had the medieval warm period between 900 and 1300 uh, AD, well, I was going to say BC, AD, which was two degrees warmer than it is now. So how are they coming up with this nonsense? But the problem is, right, there are people at home shitting themselves. Oh my God, it's the warmest time in 125,000 years. We're all going to die. We're not all going to die. Don't be ridiculous and don't be believing all that nonsense. It's alarmism. I heard people on the air yesterday on news stations talking absolute, utter gibberish, scaremongering, and that's all it is. These are the same people, by the way, who wore four masks two years ago during COVID and told us all to lock ourselves in the toilet. You understand? Or hide under the bed. Stop. Please stop. And please, if you're vulnerable, don't be believing this nonsense. The world is not going to catch fire tomorrow. We're not all going to die. Anyway, I will be talking to Patrick Moore, the founder of Greenpeace, a little bit later on today, hopefully, and I'll put that interview out over the weekend and get his opinion on this allegedly warmest year in 125,000 years. Uh, well, they say they're virtually certain. Virtually certain. Anyway, one thing that is in the news is Michael Healy Ray. Michael Healy Ray is called Sinn Féin, TD, Ingus O'Snudig, outrageous and hypocritical for objecting to plans for more than 200 social and affordable homes as they could cast a shadow over the neighbouring council houses. Michael Healy Ray also described the decision to send an objection to plans for social housing in the Sinn Féin TD's Dublin Central or South Central constituency as blackguarding of the worst type. I love that word. I love when Michael says it because it's the way he says it. Blackguarding. Anyway, he even went as far as to say, send those houses down to Kerry and they can shadow my house. We do not care whose house uh, they shadow once there's a roof over people's heads. Michael Healy Ray said he cannot understand why TDs were, are supposed to represent the people who elected them continue to object to housing despite the accommodation crisis. Now, the Sinn Féin TD lodged a complaint with Dublin City Council over the project, in part due to the shadowing it could cast over neighbouring social housing. In his letter the local authority, to the local authority, he said uh, he is a champion of housing, of housing built in on derelict and unused land, but it should not be constructed to the detriment of the host community. And during the Dáil debate on Tuesday, Sinn Féin housing spokesperson Ono Brin um, defended the party colleague, saying he was right to object to the proposed housing due to the shadowing it could cast on local houses. Mr. O'Brien said Mr. Osnudig's objections were eminently reasonable. First, uh, some three-bed units are needed. They cannot all be just one bed and two-bed units because the area needs three beds. And there, that is very reasonable, he said. Now, he went on to talk about it a bit more. But here's the question. And I was kind of asking friends about this as well, about, you know, Michael Healy Ray's outburst and Sinn Féin. And you know I'm not a fan of Sinn Féin. I'm actually a fan of Michael Healy Ray, generally speaking, and that kind of local politics. But really and truly, let's just get, I'm going to give you an example. Let's say you saved and saved and saved and saved and you're a hardworking person. 
and you bought a house for 350000 or 400000 in Dublin. And there was a green field across the road from you, and you got a leaflet in the door saying they were building 200 social houses across the road. Now, everybody knows we need housing. Of course we need housing. There's over 100,000 people on the housing list, so we need housing. But would you object to that housing in your area? Because the argument is people will say, when you bring social housing into an area, it devalues your property. Antisocial behavior obviously increases, and it has. That's statistically true. Um, on the other hand, we need social housing, and people need places to live. And we can't just accept the nimbyism that we call it, or in other words, not in my backyard all the time. So was, on this occasion, Michael Healy Ray right to give out about Sinn Féin? Or was Sinn Féin right to say there's a genuine objection here? We don't want these things towering over two-bedroom houses in the area. Would you object to social housing in your area? Let me know what you think. Now, there was a suggestion, by the way, by Dara O'Brien, recently the housing minister, that we should do away with objections and that, you know, planning should be fast-tracked because we're in an emergency crisis when it comes to housing. But let me know what you think. The number, as usual, 085-100-2255. And um, I couldn't get Michael Healy Ray on the show today because he's quite busy, but I got second in command. Uh, Jackie Healy Ray joins me. Jackie, <laughs> good afternoon to you. Good afternoon, Niall, to all your listeners. How are you? I'm good, I'm good. Now, I mean, Michael had a good old go at uh, Angus O'Snuddy yesterday and his hypocrisy. But realistically, is it hypocrisy when he is looking after his constituents? His constituents have obviously said to him, we don't want those apartment blocks or those houses near us, you know, overshadowing our houses. So he's doing his job as a politician, isn't he? The hypocrisy lies where we have politicians in the dog Every single day of the week, standing up, shouting, saying that we don't have enough houses, that we don't have enough social houses, that we don't have enough affordable houses, and that we don't have private construction going on. And where what happens then is, when there is projects proposed going for planning permission in their very own constituencies in, those same politicians that are standing up in the hall and, and on shows like yours or on, and, and across the media, uh, berating the government, uh, for, for not building enough houses, these very TDs in are rejecting the houses. And see, the problem is, it's not just Sinn Féin. It just happens to be Sinn Féin this time. But Sinn Féin TDs across, across a, a vast spectrum of constituencies, particularly in Dublin, have continued to, to object to, to houses being built. The councillors are continuing on Dublin City Council to object to houses being built. But then we have other parties, such as we have the Labour Party, the famous Labour Party that came out recently and said that if they got in, back into power, that they'd build a million houses. Their TDs and their leader are objecting to houses. Oh, well, we no, no, to let, let's, not, let's not even bring Labour into this conversation. You, yes, anybody could turn yes, around and say but, they're going to build 10 million houses if you want to say that. Yes, that's yes, true. But, but I'm just, I'm just give you the examples. Some of the Labour's TDs are the most serial objectors in their own constituencies in Dublin. And then we have the leader of the Social Democrats who came out backing her TDs and her politicians and her councillors for objecting to houses. We have parties on the government benches. We have one Green Party TD that in, in their short stint as a TD has objected to over 5,000 houses in their own constituency. So this is what's going but, but, on. But most you politicians have, have Aon O'Reardon, as you mentioned already, Aon O'Reardon objected for houses down in St. Anne's. You had Richard Boyd Barrett objected. To the, you wouldn't imagine socialists would be objecting, but they do. They objected to houses, of course, in the Ratdown Dunleary yep. uh, County Council area. Uh, I imagine most politicians at some point representing their constituents has objected to social housing. And Jackie, to what? be fair, I've spoken to people, right? 
And they said, oh yeah, we're all for building houses. Yeah, give them all somewhere to live, but just don't do it beside me. Because realistically, yeah. and I'm leaving aside Angus Hosnudik's uh, application here or complaint to the Dublin City Council because that's a different situation because these are social houses and they're building beside social houses, but it's just they're building very high and he doesn't want them overshadowing them, right? But most people who have a private house or who have paid three hundred and fifty or 400000 for a house, say in Dublin, for example, if you said to them, we're going to build 200 social houses in the greenfield up the road from you there, they'd object to it. Yeah, because it's snobbery. It's not, no, ha- no, no, hang on. It's it not is, snobbery, it is, Jackie. Because they look, it is. Did you see the carry on the other night with cars flying around in Killingarden no, or whatever it was? Or, because there's a stigma, because there's a stigma attached with social housing. That's why. And let's call it out for what it is. No, hang on. You, hang people, on, no, Jackie. It's not it. No, stigma, stigma suggests, okay, let me, let me just say, stigma suggests that it's not true, right? That it's some sort of made up theory, right? But if you look at areas like, say, Cherry Orchard, Darndale, Ballymun in the past, not so much now, but certainly in the past, when you build a lot of social housing in one place, they become ghettoized. And you have big problems, anti-social problems. As I said, there's a video ground, I think it's Killing Arden, up in Tala, of a car, you know, spinning around but no tyres on its wheels the other night. We saw the situation in Ballyferm and Cherry Orchard recently where the Garda car was being robbed because you have little tearaways living in some of these houses. The problem is, when you have social housing, you have people, most of whom are good people, right? I'm not suggesting they're not. Most of them are good people. But you also have the rejects of society who will never work a day in their life, and they're the ones that also that go into social housing. So that's a problem, where you're, no, you're unlikely to get rejects buying a house for €400,000. But that's, that's, that's why it's important, that we have a mix when we're having developments. Right, and and all I can speak about is the area that I come from in County Kerry, where we have estates that are all social housing. There's there's in my own constituency in the Castleline area recently. I have no problem in telling you when when a housing development for seventy two houses was being built recently, that thankfully is now uh, uh, very much nearing the end of completion, and certain phases of the of the estate are actually after being moved into. There are social houses, and I was approached by locals. Uh, to to object to those houses and to help them object to those houses. But I'll tell you what I did. I didn't for the simple fact that those houses are critical to the area. And not only are they critical to the area from a perspective of people who are on social housing wanting to, needing to get a roof over the head, but also what it does is it, is, is, it, is it brings vibrancy to the town because you have not just people from that area moving in there. But, but that might be, that might be the experience in Castle Island or somewhere down yeah. in Kerry or Tipperary or wherever yeah. it happens to be, but that's not yeah. the experience in Dublin or in Cork City, for example, where you have, you know, obviously much denser populations, where yeah. you have but, antisocial but, but, behavior. But, and Jackie, you look, look, if you buy a house for 400 grand and you've worked hard for it, right? You know, your yeah. house, if you have social housing next door to it, is going to be devalued. And that's a fact of life. Yes, but unfortunately, we're, not everybody is in a privileged position to be able to buy a 400,000 euro house. But if you are no, in a privileged no, 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 position to do that, you should be allowed to do that. And you should be allowed to do that should, in peace. Yes. Otherwise, you, you otherwise be allowed, we, we don't aspire to, to be that. anything. But, yes, but unfortunately, the, the picture that we're painting here now is that any, any, any type of social housing development is, as the word you use, going to be ghettoised and that it is going to be nothing but antisocial behaviour. That isn't a fair reflection. Many of them are. Housing. Many of them are. Yeah, it's throughout the country. Well, that's your experience. My I, experience I come from social housing, Jackie. I was, I was raised yes. in social housing, in Dublin Corporation housing. 
And I, I remember then, I lived in Edenmore, in Rohini, in Dublin, and, that, and, that and, and it wasn't well a nice area. And that may very well be the, be the experience in Dublin. But if you look at the objections that TDs are actually putting in, it's nothing to do with antisocial behaviour. It's, it's to do, a lot of it is to do, by the way, that there's not enough of such a type of house, or there's not enough of, or that, again, like that, the objection that's been put in recently, overshadowing, or that, by the way, that there isn't enough services. That nonsense. If you, if you look at the amount of objections that are going in from politicians, I've no problem. I've no problem with, with people, local residents and things like that wanting to put in objections. Fine, put in objections. If, if you're neighbouring the property, no problem. But if you have TDs who, like I say, every single day of the week are standing up in the doll, giving out that there's not enough houses being built, and then turn around the next minute and saying, oh God, we don't like, we don't like the, the, the character of what's going to be built here. We don't like the design of it. And they're the type of objections that are going in now. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah, but we have to, yeah, but, but to be fair, Jackie, we all, okay, everybody wants social housing. We need more housing. We know that. And everybody agrees yeah. with that, including all those politicians. But we just build them out in the sea. No, 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 but we have to think long term as well. We can't just panic, think short term, as Dara O'Brien was suggesting last year, that we kind of do away with the idea that you can even object and we bring in this kind of emergency legislation where we fast track planning and affect the objectors. You can't do that either. Mm -hmm. You have to think long term. Yes. You know, so, I mean, you don't want another ghetto. I mean, you, you don't want another no, situation no, but, like Ballymun in the I 70s. But, no, but, but and, I, and I agree with you. But the, just take the most recent objection. It was nothing to do with what the fabric of that was going to be. It was simply that, oh, it's too big. And uh, it's going to overshadow other houses. Do me a favor, Jackie. Just stay there, just to give you an idea of what callers think, all right? Thomas, hi. You're on, uh, you're on, I was going to say you're on Ireland's Classic Hits now. Uh, you're on the live one podcast, Thomas. Hi, how are you? How are you doing? Uh, Thomas, what do you right. want to say? Um, well, the social health. Oh, so, go ahead, sorry. Go ahead, go ahead, Thomas. No, but, um, I was just listening to you about social housing, and um, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. It def- no, it doesn't work. What do you mean it doesn't work? Well, That's a bit of a vague well, statement. Yeah, well, well, I'll go back to what, what I have experienced through it. Um, the government in the late 80s, uh, late 80s, early 90s, brought in a grant system for people to move into. I think you're very busy there, Thomas, with your dog and everything else, are you? No, that's just because I just locked in the door now. It'll be all right, yeah. Sorry about that. Um, no, I just thought government is solely responsible for to house people. I don't believe that at all. It's um, not the government's responsibility to house people. I don't think it is. I don't think So whose responsibility is. is it if people don't have enough well, money to buy a house? That's it, with, with rigorous checks that they have. I've gone by numerous social housing uh, areas not even far from me, and they're looking at the cars that's in the driveway, and they're kind of going, hell, like there's sometimes there's 60 grand of cars in the driveway, but yet they're in social housing. So they're living in a hotel just waiting for the state just to look after them. I think that's so wrong. Well, there, there, there are people, uh, Thomas, without a doubt, there's people who game the system, and that's for sure, right? But the majority of people don't game the system. No, but like, if you, you go through numerous areas, and you're looking at people that are getting help to buy a house, as in, they're not probably even paying stamp duty like the door blah blah up the street. No, no, they're paying, no, they're paying subsidised rent for social housing. Yeah, but go yeah. on. Okay, but Thomas, do you have your own house? Yes. Look at you. Okay, so yeah. uh, much well, you... it's, not, it's not lucky me, I just had to work for it. It's, it's well, okay, look. fair enough. It's called okay. work. It's called work, okay. You work for it. And I know a lot of people who work very hard but couldn't afford to buy a house because the wages they're on. I do as well. Yeah. I do as well, but when you've, when you've a space, look, we've no opposition in this country. Sinn Féin are not an opposition party. They're, 
I, I'm dreading the day that they do get into power because there are, uh, there are still connections to criminality with them. It's only been proven in the Hutchison case. So I dread the day that they do get in because not, if they were anyway decent of an opposition, there'd be a lot more done today than there is. Than just, there isn't. Sinn Féin are just going on, on, it's going on for the way a lot of people are hitting out on and they're riding. But if they were really anyway of an opposition, they would be doing a lot more. Okay, so do you believe you should be allowed to object to social housing? Oh, no, I'll give you an example of social housing. I just need a yes, no answer, Thomas, to be honest with you. Uh, I, I mean, I, okay, I if they built social housing near you or they were planning on building it near you, would you object? Yes. Okay, um, and the grounds you would object on would be what? Well, I had to work from home, and I didn't sit in the is that, is that a bit of a, is, is that a bit of a grudgery? No, it's not. No, no, no. I, 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 there is genuine people that need help, and they genuinely I've just need said help. That, yeah. yeah, I'm not disagreeing with that, but there should be more rigorous checks. When you drive by an area and you see that type of range of cars in the driveway, okay. in social housing... I get, I get the car the argument. Like to make it, yeah, yeah, but the no, I don't see... I know, but the greatest respect in most social housing areas, I don't see Mercedes and Jaguars in the front garden on a regular basis. You see it now and again for some people who are gaming the system. But, but Jackie, sorry, just coming back to you, I, I'm not un, un, really understanding the point that Thomas was trying to make there. I, I don't but, know. But at no, one stage, you were saying nobody should get social housing. Is, yeah, the one thing I want to say is I'm, we're not debating the fact of, we say ordinary run-of-the-mill people wanting to lodge their concerns or objections or, or the public's uh, uh, right to object to be it a housing development or be it whatever sort of development is going on in the area. But what we're talking about here is the hypocrisy of TDs, elected public representatives, who were up and down the, in the doll every single day of the week. We had Sinn Féin themselves bringing a housing motion before the doll this week. Yes, they are TDs, along with TDs from the Social Democrats, people before profit, Labour, Fianna Gael, Fianna Fáil, and the Greens, who are continuously objecting to houses and stifling development inside their very own constituencies, where houses are... Okay, well, 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 hang on for a second. John, hi, how are you? I'm good, and you? Good. I mean, you heard Michael Healy Ray yesterday, you know, calling Sinn Féin hypocrites because they're calling for housing to be housing to be built, and yet when it is being built, they're objecting to it. Now, they're objecting but, on the grounds they didn't want to overshadow some of the other houses that were there, but do you believe your house should have a right to object? I, I, I can understand that. I can, you know, what, what, what the spin they put on it, that the, especially Dublin, the Shinners put the spin on it, that they're objecting to the rezoning. But if you're objecting to rezoning, you're objecting to housing. Simple as that, because if something is going to be rezoned, it could be rezoned for industrial and for housing as well. So therefore, that's been a total hypocrite in my book, right? Now, the Healy Rails, I guarantee you know, right? It's not Nirvana down in their land, right? If you've got a very upmarket estate now, or a string of, of well-built detached houses now that cost a lot of money, right? When all of a sudden, there's planning permission sought to build local authority houses directly across the road. If you, if the Healyreas are telling me that they wouldn't get people calling to their clinic, objecting to that and saying they don't want this, I don't believe them. No, but, but see, but hang on a second. Uh, you, I, I, I'll respond to that directly. Do we have people, I just said at the very start of the show, if you were beginning, that a, a local development in my own constituency, that locals did approach me to object to 72 houses being built 
and I point blank refused. I said that I wouldn't object it because I believe that the houses are required and that they're needed, not just for the people who are going but to be... But then are you representing but, the people but, that voted but, for but, you? But, but, for, but for the people in the... T- they were, because it was only a very small minority of people, uh, Noel... That well, were in your constituency, that, that 72 is a reasonable it, amount of people, isn't it? No, no, no. When you're talking, when you're talking about a small, no, but when you're talking about a small minority, is what was being. When you're talking about a small minority, oh, okay, sorry, okay. Yes, seventy-two houses is what they wanted me to object to. I'm saying that only between maybe five or ten people wanted me to object, and my record is, and my five years on Kerry County Council, I have never ever lodged an objection to housing development ever. Michael Healy Ray is in politics with over 20 years and I know for a fact that that man has never, ever lodged an objection to housing development. So that's all right for the, for the caller. But you are approached. You are approached by people who did object, and obviously, you, it's obviously you have to. Re- no, no, yeah, but it's obviously that you have to represent those people as well, because some of them people actually voted for you. They, they can ask us to object, and we'll tell them the reason as to why that we won't object. John, yeah, but, yeah, but John, it. here's the thing, John. Is Michael right? Is it hypocrisy when you've got all of these politicians on a daily basis standing in the doll? You know, giving out to Hall and Leo saying, you know, you're not building enough social housing. Where's all the housing? Where's all the housing? And then as soon as somebody puts in planning for a housing, they go, oh, well, we don't want it here. Not in our backyard. Well, well, you see, the thing is, look, I, I, I don't class myself to the snob. I, I, where I live now, like, it's a local authority, right? Like, all the people who bought their houses, you know, there's still someone or two rented, right? Now, going back years ago... It was it was very troublesome going back forty years ago, right? But not now. Like just grand people here now, and they're all great. But the thing is, like, I, I'll give you an example why people are frightened of local authority coming in. It's not that they're objecting people getting houses. There was an estate here on Cork where there was three families went in, and they caused absolute havoc. There was a, a, a widowed woman who had two kids. Went down to the housing officer and asked her, and the question she put to the housing officer now was this. Why don't she build an estate and put all the troublemakers in there? And the answer she got back was, if we did that, they would kill each other. And the only chance that we have of rehabilitating those people is to put them next door to you. But that's grinding, but they made her life a misery. Well, I always believe there should be a three strikes and you're out situation, although the council don't do that. You could be five years and not even pay your rent and stay in a council house. Um, do me a favour, stay there, John. And Jackie, I would appreciate it if you if you got ten more minutes just to stay with me. I've got a seven-second break here. Niall Boylan has been told to shut up from the time he was in school. But all through his life, they just keep telling him to shut up. But not anymore. Because now he has his own live podcast. The Niall Boylan Podcast. Let me go to Carl as well. Carl, you've been listening to Jackie Healy Ray saying basically you're just a hypocrite if you're going to object to housing when we're demanding housing constantly all the time. I agree 100% with Okay. You are a hypocrite. I mean, Sinn Féin have a lot of stuff in motion. Now, I vote for Sinn Féin all the time. I think a change is as good as the rest. Um, but to, to object to housing in your, in your own locality is absolutely ridiculous. Okay, you, you pay you know, nearly 700000 for your house. and you, the that's, air- that's what the housing are worth now in our area, somewhere a bit more. Okay, and the area has been rezoned now for a mixture of housing. So as far as you're but, concerned, but it has that, to be done. Yeah, well, look, we, we can't object to it. People have a right to live somewhere, you know, whether it be in a tent or a house or a hostel or a hotel. 
People have a right to live somewhere. But what we can't understand is why would you move all these factories and workshops and different premises in an industrial estate further out outside Dublin City? You know, just to put in social housing and affordable housing and private housing. It doesn't make sense, you know. Mm. You're moving people from where they've worked for the past 30 years or 40 years out further. I mean, it's just crazy. I, I, I I'm confused a little bit, to be honest with you, because and I know I know a lot of people who said this to me and they disagree with Jackie because they would say if I paid or my house was worth 700000 and I lived in a leafy suburb, for example, and I've worked hard for that, that I don't want, you know, 200 houses across the road with people of a different social class, uh, many of whom will be really good people, uh, genuine people who will look after their homes very well and will cause no problems. But unfortunately, you're going to have a group of people who are intent on causing problems because statistics will show us that the crime rates and the antisocial behaviour in council housing areas is much higher. So why would you want that? But So do you honestly think that people living in the likes of... Uh Shrewsbury Road or Aylesbury Road and Dublin Dublin 4 and Dublin 6, Rack Garden, Randall areas are better quality people that, that live in... in I, didn't say, no, I didn't say they're better quality, but, but people deserve to have... If you've worked hard for a privilege in life, do you not deserve to continue to have that privilege? You can still have your privileges in life. You know, you, well, you can't really, because if you put 400 houses up in Shrewsbury Road that were council housing and you move different class of people in, all of a sudden you've stolen cars going up and down Shrewsbury Road, I'm pretty sure the locals wouldn't be too pleased about it. Well, the difference is, Noel, you and I know they won't put 400 social housing <laughs> no, in they won't. No, they won't. <laughs> Unless <laughs> RT sells Honeybrook, yeah. Now, can I give you an example? I've been to South Africa. And I've been up in Chapman's Peak where all the millionaires buy their houses. A couple of 10 million, 20 million dollars for a house. And right across from them, one guy comes along and he puts up a little shack made out of tin, hooks into the power over there, and then anyone can hook into the power. And there's nothing them people can do. Mm. And they've spent 20 million or 30 million for houses. I've seen this in ghettos over there, and it's, it's, it's a lot worse than what we have over here, and it's frightening. Yeah, by the way, sorry, just to go back to Jackie. Jackie, if you've spent a lot of money and you've worked hard at a house, and that's a privilege, as you rightly said, okay? But you've worked hard for that privilege. Do you not deserve to keep that privilege? I'm listening to what you're saying, but, uh, but see, the, the problem is... Is that snobby? Is that snobbish? Is we're, 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 we're focusing too much on that, it, oh, it's all social houses that these people are objecting to. It's not. They're objecting to private houses being built as well. So you could very well, in these well-to-do areas that you're speaking of, have a development for private houses. And with every development, the law is um, you have what we call Part 5. So if, if there was 100 private houses being built, 10% of them have to be social houses anyway, by law. Do they still, do they, I thought it was 20. I thought it was 10% social, 10% you know, affordable. Yes, so 10%, yes, correct. So it's 20. But so out of that, you would just say a minimum of 100 houses of... You yeah, but we all, but we all know what builders of, do. Of, what builders do primarily all the time now is to try and hide the social houses is they'll build the social houses 100 yards down the road as part of the same development. They won't integrate them generally. That's not what they oh, do. Oh, sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, well, it has to be part of the same development. Well, it'll be part of the same development. It'll be up the road a bit with but, a wall in between. That's what they usually but, do. But, but, but my point is that not only are these TDs objecting to social houses, affordable houses. They're also objecting to to private houses. 
being built in 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 primarily to be fair Dublin and that's but uh, but I don't I think like. the general public but, okay most of the general public probably wouldn't object to private housing be, if, as long as it, obviously there's amenities and services in the area uh, for those and it's you know it's suitable but I think the vast majority when I talk about this topic every single time the vast majority of people who own a private house will object to social housing going up in a field across the road from them they will. Because they of, will object. Yeah, because uh, of the main the main two reasons, yeah. which is the in, increase in crime and antisocial behaviour and the devaluing of the property. Mm-hmm. And again, Noel, that may be the experience of people in Dublin. But when we have social uh, social authority houses uh, built in uh, social houses built in Kerry, for example, um, very rarely we have issues. Uh, of course, issues arise uh, all mm. the time in different in different individual cases. But primarily, uh, social houses that have been built 40 years ago or social houses that are being built now today, that development in Castle Island that I spoke about, the 72 houses. Um, uh, See, so I, you're I, comparing Castle Island to Dublin, and you cannot do yeah, that, Jackie. Uh, it's yes, a different and, kettle and, of fish, you know what I mean? Yes, and you're trying to, com- you're trying to compare the in Dublin to the rest. To, I mean, you've seen the videos the online. Yes, but if we were listening to you then, Noel, we'd be listening to that every social housing uh, is going to be turned into a ghetto. No, no, I didn't no. say I didn't say every can social I, housing area. Sorry, can I ask you no, yeah. a question? I know you didn't, but, but, the, but the picture that's being No, I've said to you already, the majority of people who live in social and council housing are perfectly fine people, upstanding members of the community. Yes. But unfortunately, yes. you do get a higher percentage of ourselves. But don't you have that in every walk of life? Though? No, but you get a you higher know, percentage but, but, of us. That's the, yes, that's the problem, yes, and that's, but, that's but statistically true. Life, there's going to be issues. If you... Ha- if you have the best, I, the best type of private housing development, you won't have issues in that. Right? Yeah, but but you're yeah, but you're not looking at the stats, and the stats show through, Jackie, that you are going to have a much higher percentage of problems in social you have housing. A higher areas. percentage, but like yeah. I say, you, okay. in every walk of life, you will have trouble. Okay, well, you, I mean, well, you don't see stolen cars milling around Dalky, you know what I mean? Uh, Carl, sorry, <laughs> go ahead, what do you want to say? Yeah, I want to, I want to ask Jackie a question. There's a friend of mine yes. who is a very wealthy American businessman, he started building houses down in Carrick on Shannon, down Leitrim. And I don't know what the rule is either. It has to give a bit of land or so many houses to yeah, 20%. Leitrim County Council. Yeah. 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 Okay, so he's put in all the roadworks, he's put in all the sewerage, he's put in the street lighting, and he's gave them actually a bit more land to build the social housing on or affordable housing on, whatever it may be. That is eight years ago. And not one bit of soil has been torn on the land that the county council have been given. And he's even asked them, well, I've opened the roads. Can we use the road to get into the private estate that I've built? And they have refused point blank. Now, people don't know about this in this country. And this is what's happened. A lot of land has been given over to the county councils. And the county councils are not building it. Why is that? I would, I, I, again, I'm not, I'm not a member of Leeson County Council, obviously, and I have no idea of the case that you're, that you're speaking about. But, for example, in Kerry, we have a go, one of the very last remaining ghost estates in the country uh, below in a place called Castle Main, and there's houses actually built there. Um, uh, no, they need a bit of work now because they're 10 years old, well, over 10 years old at this stage, uh, waiting to be finished so that people can move into them. But these are houses that have roofs on them, like, and that are sitting there lying idle um, that we need uh, to get in and get people into. So not, not 
I'm not avoiding you. I don't know the answer to your question, but I'm comparing what we what uh, situation that we have in Kerry that was a a, a, a leftover estate from the from the from the boom and the, the county tiger. Uh, well, a lot of these places don't even have services. The department, them. yes, but the department the department are finally moving now on this estate in in Castlemaine, and and hopefully that we will. But but I I agree with you, um, Carol. I think your name is. I agree with you. We have play, but like forget about. Uh, land that is in development. What about all the vacant houses that we have? What about the derelict houses that we have? That no, to be fair, I'll give credit where credit is due. There's there is a very substantial grant available now for vacant and derelict properties. But the county councils should be making more of an effort, whereby because sometimes you have uh, owners that just have no interest and that are gone. Like we need to be more, making more interest to buy these places and bring people back because a lot of these derelict and vacant properties are inside in our towns and villages where the lights used to be turned on inside in them and that people used to be living in, they'd be contributing to the town, they'd be part of the community and the lights in the villages and the towns, especially in rural areas, would, would, be, would be vibrant and there'd be people living okay. in them. That's what, that's what we need to get back. Okay, well listen, thank you very much indeed and I appreciate you coming on the air, Jackie. Uh, today. No I, know, I know you're not representing Michael Haley, Ray, but you obviously have the same yeah. opinion. Thank you very much indeed. No um, uh, Carl, stay with me for a second. Let me go to Stephen as well, if I can. Stephen, hi, how are you? I'm grand, thanks. It was an interesting conversation anyway. Yeah. By the way, what do you say to people who object to social housing in their area? I say, you know, be thankful that you don't need it that you don't need some kind of uh, substitution on your rent or anything like that, you know, because, you know, we're only one paycheck away, a lot of us, from actually needing a lot more support than, you know, I would agree. That, like, yeah. what, like what people are getting, you know, and some of us are a lot less than one paycheck away. You know, what I would say to you about your commentary on, you know, social housing estates and things like that, and having, you know, a much higher percentage of... Uh, antisocial behaviour. Less nice people, yes. Antisocial behaviour is, you know, what I would say to that is when you're kind of kept in a situation uh, beyond your control, in a situation where basically all of the arms of the state are shitting on you uh, and keeping you in that position, you're bound to want to kind of act out a bit. But but that's basically. not really the point I was making, Stephen. When you when I know, you, when, but when I'm you just well, a broader well, okay. social economical point of it, okay. that this statistically, is part of the reason why these things happen. Okay, statistically, you are more likely in an area where you have council social housing to get the dregs of society. As I said, the majority because of people, the majority the are good people. That they can get access to. Absolutely, because the dregs or somebody who's a drug dealer or somebody who's, I don't know, whatever, you know, taking mm. drugs or whatever it is, or a criminal or whatever, are less likely to be able to afford to, afford to buy a house. So they are going to end up in social housing. Now, I'm not, again, I want to reiterate for everybody listening, the vast majority of people living in council and social housing are good people, are good, fine people, Right. But you are going to have a higher percentage of people who are not good, fine people. And we're going to make like, yeah. life miserable for everybody. And that's why and with, you have a higher propensity of crime. One I would say about the government, at least, is they are willing to put, you know, a lot of services like youth workers and community workers and people like that into these places, which is a good thing. It's one of the few good things that I would say about the second government. But anyway. You know, but, but is it, but is it know, fair, Stephen? If you, if you work hard... a whole lot of houses... Like, I'm fortunate enough to live, uh, what, maybe a kilometre within the same, I'm within the same two square kilometres as Darndale, Ferry Carrig, and uh, not Ballymun, Ballymun is like seven or eight K away from me. Um, you know, but 
the difference in those uh, few hundred metres or so between me and Darndale means that I'm considered slightly more economically well off, whereas, you know, um, Darndale isn't. But and you remember the whole argument about the housing estate in Clare Hall going back about... Are. Yeah, but Stephen, you remember the whole argument that was going on about the housing estate, Clare Hall, going back about 15 years ago when it was built. The locals demanded that their address be Malahide Road and not Darndale. And that was for economic reasons, because the house would have been valued higher. So when you yeah. when you have a situation where you know you have a nice house, you've paid three fifty for a four hundred, whatever it is in Dublin nowadays, and then all of a mm. sudden they build two hundred social houses across the road, you're going to knock twenty percent, thirty percent off the value of your house. Is that fair to somebody who's worked hard? I would say it's only relevant if I'm actually going to sell the goddamn house. Prices well, yeah. will go up eventually again anyway. You know, just because they're a social house, like my grandparents lived in social housing um, in. Mountview, Seabury in Malahide, but they're next to houses that are probably worth five times the cost of the, the little cottage that my grandparents were living in. Mm-hmm. They didn't mind. Mm-hmm. My par- my grandparents didn't mind. Nobody was giving out to them saying, oh, you're bringing the value of the house down. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's that, a load of shit. Is that the way they speak? You know, yeah. your, your house price is going to go up and go down. It doesn't make a difference. It doesn't you make know, a difference, but you've got to live there. And and most people's experience hasn't been good. If you want to try and destigmatize uh, ah, you know, the idea of people you? living in council houses, how are you supposed to do that when you don't know the people that are... Like, when, I don't when you, know but no, hang on. When pe- Jackie used the same word earlier on, too. When people use the word stigmatize or stereotype, it almost suggests that it isn't happening. I mean, all we've got to do is look at the videos that are on TikTok on a regular basis. Only one the other night. I think it was Killing Arden or whatever it was yeah, up in Tallinn. making qualified... Uh, some um, car milling around with no tires on it. Not everybody in the council area is a is antisocial. Criminal. I know, but, but I'm, I still don't want to live near an estate where there's a stolen car going around, even if it's only the minority that's doing it. You know what I mean? Yeah, because you're, you, but you're making the, the, grass, the gross generalization that there are people that are more likely going to be in these areas going to be criminal. Yes. And that's, that's, not a gross, that's not a gross generalization. That's a statistical fact. Yes, but you're generalizing an entire godforsaken area. No, I'm not. Because as I said already, the majority of people are good people and I'm sure they're terrorized by these little crooks who are flying around their stolen cars or whatever it is. So I'm sure those good mm. people are terrorized by all that. You know, that's not their I'm sure fault. the good people of Docky are terrorized by the drug dealers living in their area or, you know, going from Docky to Shankill. You know, Shankill is an area of mar- uh, big underprivileged and... Uh, Disadvantage is the word I was looking for, mm. and yet I could throw a stone from Docky Hill and hit Shank Hill. So where, then, where, so where you live at the moment, Stephen? Are you living in a private house, or, or are you living in a private house or council house? I'm living in a private house. My parents bought it forty years ago. All right, for, okay. I think sixty odd thousand euros pounds yeah. at the time. It was actually less than that. Okay, well, and no. now the house. The last time I valued it for LPT was one hundred and eighty thousand euros. Okay, well, knowing where, possibly where you live, and I have a fair idea where you live from what you described earlier on, they're probably not going to be building any more housing in your area because there's nowhere to build it. Okay, so I was going to ask you, would you object if they said they were going to build 300 social houses well, across put, They put 100 houses uh, the far side of the wall of my estate mm. in a waste bit of land. And now, I'm sure some of them are, you know, going to be council houses. I, I would hope so anyway. Um... But nobody objected because the scrap bit of land was a scrap bit of land. That also being said, I don't want to see something the size of Blanchardstown dropped uh, outside Longford or Kerry. You know, we don't, we can't build houses everywhere. 
but we have to build houses somewhere. Stay there for a second. Let me just go to Anne. Anne, hi, how are you? Into them. Hi, okay. how are you? Hi, Anne, how are you doing? Anne, would you object to social housing across the road from you? No, I wouldn't object. But I think the issue is realistically, you know, when council houses are built, for example, there is no broader view. If you build a hundred houses, for a future realistic approach, facilities have to be put in to facilitate all the people that are living in that area. Council houses are built, and yes, antisocial behaviour does happen more in council houses. You have more poverty. You don't have facilities that are available. My idea of targeting antisocial behaviour is put facilities in that can um, facilitate younger teens. But, but Anne, if you look across, well, hang on for a second. If you look at most council estates or council areas, they actually do put more facilities in, like youth clubs, boxing clubs. No, they don't. They, no, yes, they, they don't. do. Compared, no, to, they do compared to private developments, absolutely. No, they do not. They do not. And that is a fact. Maybe in Dublin, there are a lot of facilities in Dublin that are reachable for people. But when you go outside of Dublin, the, where I live, for example, we have a huge amount of council estates. We also have a huge amount of private estates. We have no facilities. No facilities. Children can't go to school here because there's not enough, for example, there's not enough room in a school for children to go to. Children have to travel up to 10, 12, 14, 16, 18 miles to go to school. There is not enough buses for the children to get to school because there's not enough buses, so parents have to drive them. So all, none of this is taken into consideration when all these houses are being built. By the way, can I ask you, Alvin, it's not too personal, do you live in a private house or a social house? I, I now live in a private house. Okay. I had a, my house was council. Okay, but you've bought it. I bought it, yeah. Did you, oh, did you buy your house from the council? I did buy my house from the council. Okay, so that was part of that deal where they kind of sold off a lot of the housing stock. Okay, so how would you feel if there's a, I don't know, if there's a green area near you, if they turned around and said, listen, we're going to build 200 houses on the green area up the road from there? There is. Oh, they are building currently? There is. Yeah. I didn't even think it was possible to build on that land, but they did. And you're up in Wicklow, aren't you? You're in Wicklow. So, sorry? You're in Wicklow, aren't you? I am, yeah. Yeah, okay. And have, have people objected to the housing? I'm sure some people did object. Mm-hmm. And I understand the point of their objection. Their point, their point was fair. We do not have the facilities to offer these people that you're putting into these houses. And that is a very fair point. Okay, so, well, in fairness, Stephen, that is another reason as well to object to social housing. That if you've already got a problem in the area where you don't have enough classroom space or you don't have enough doctors or you don't have enough whatever it happens to be, there's no point in building another 300 houses. Well, completely. And we're blessed, if you want to use that term, uh, in Dublin that, you know, we can put a youth centre every second three, four kilometres away from each other. And, you know, but we do it because we recognise that those services are needed and they should be needed across the board for everybody. I, I, did, under, I did my undergrad in community news work. So I'm kind of slightly familiar with a lot of some of this. In Wicklow or Galway or wherever like that, where I did rural studies, You've got one youth service for, you know, an area the size of 
South County Dublin, you know, and they're expected to to look after people or a, a local employment process or whatever it is. All these other kinds of things, they have a much uh, bigger area to look after because it's done by uh, numbers of population. One, one thing I didn't agree with what Anne said, because and I, I just my own personal observation, when you look at council areas or le- areas of a lower socioeconomic background across Ireland, and particularly across Dublin, even Limerick and Cork as well, uh, where you would have a high unemployment rate, I genuinely believe that the councils have made an effort to put in, you know, boxing clubs, youth clubs, uh, you know, little mechanic centres, whatever it is, to keep the youth busy. Uh, so I, I do believe they've made the effort to do that in those areas. I believe a lot of the time they try to. A lot of the time they just don't bother their whole. But Stephen, it comes back to the old argument. Is it really our responsibility to keep you know young people, say sixteen year olds, busy so they don't commit crimes? When I was sixteen, we didn't have a youth centre. The nearest youth centre was Kilbarrick. I lived in Edenmore. The nearest youth centre mm. was in Kilbarrick, but we didn't go around wrecking the place because there was no youth centre. Do you know what I mean? No, but you know, that was you know a time where you know your parents probably had a lot more control over you, and you know there was a lot less kind of influence to motivate your influence you to you know go out and you know try and look like a hard man okay well do me a favor stay there for a second Stephen, if you can i'm going to come tomorrow in a second niall boylan has been told to shut up from the time he was in school but all through his life they just keep telling him to shut up but not anymore because now he has his own live podcast the niall boylan podcast let me go to Morris. Morris, hi, how are you? Hi, how are you, Leon? Uh, go ahead. You heard Stephen, he wouldn't object. Some people would, some people wouldn't object to social housing in their area, would you? Um, no, not really, because I come from a social housing estate when I grew up in Ballyferma, and my mother and spiders all said, go out and buy our own homes, which I did. I bought my first house in 86 in League Slip. I moved about 14 miles away from the family, and then I moved... After 10 years in Leafslip, I moved to Blanchestown and bought another private house in 97, and I cleared the mortgage on that last year. So I just, I, I come from a family that, you know, if you work hard, you get the rewards. If you work hard, give yourself. There's no point in sitting around trying to make people give you a good life or a better life or get things for nothing. Like, at the end of the day, if somebody came around to me and said, oh, do you know the green area at the back of your housing estate? Yeah. Oh, we were thinking of putting in housing there for people or under, you know, building corporation or county council houses. I'd have no object because at least you're getting somebody in the area who's getting a home. They're not living in a hotel. They're not living in a, an area where... And would, would you not be concerned, as some people would say, about, you know, antisocial behaviour, the value of your property dropping? Is that not something that concerns you? It's only material, no, you can't bring it with you. You can't take it with you. <laughs> Whatever happens, happens. You know, life goes up and down. Profit goes up and down. House prices go up and down. But if there's somebody coming into your area and they can get a home and contribute contribute to the community, yes, I do. But I, I admire the people in the community that stand up for their constituents, like our snotty is doing. They came to him, they said, there's a problem here. We're living here, it's okay. If that housing estate goes ahead, we're living in a shaded area, 
We're on top of each other. There's no facilities here. And these are the people that are walking on the ground. They're not over in South but, but Korea. It, yeah, but but is Michael Haley Ray not right? Is it not hypocritical of Sinn Féin to stand at the doll every day demanding new housing? And as soon as there's a proposal for new housing, they object to it. It's one thing to tell a government how to do its job. It's another thing to stand up for your constituents who put you into the doll. Because if you don't look after them, you won't be voted back in. Stephen, do you think it's hypocritical? A good job. What? I think it is slightly hypocritical because the argument then would be, well, we want the right kind of houses or whatever it is. So I do think it is slightly hypocritical. Mm. Um, Not really. And inevitably, your your colleague is, the other caller is right. If I, as a, a local representative, didn't go and say, well, the majority of the people that I know don't want this, uh, then I wouldn't get voted in again. So it's a rock and a hard place. But we have to yeah. kind of look at areas like uh, Tallow or Blanchardstown, where we have a mix of social housing, where people can integrate and live with each other and actually learn that, oh, well, you know, that traveller family living beside me are actually not all that bad compared to some of the other travellers you hear about on the news or this working class person and this middle class person are actually basically the same people. Stay there for a second, both of you. Let me go to Tony. Tony, hi. Hello, Noel. How are you? Good. You would object, would you? Yes. Okay, why would you object, Tony? Why would I object? I'll give you a scenario. I was walking in a place last year. Beautiful apartment complex. Can you hear me okay? I can, can yeah. Just, yeah, keep going. Yeah. I was walking, I was walking in a beautiful, a beautiful apartment complex. And I was talking to a lad who was moving in. We had our vans in the way. And he was bringing his stuff up to the apartment. I was speaking to his wife. They were at the pain. Close enough to 450,000 euros. Now, I went back there a couple of months later. The apartment next door to them had been allocated to someone. So I say it was Micka and Jana. We're sitting out on the balcony, smoking joints and drinking cans. And the girls told me that they were paying 28 euros a week. Mm. And that's why I'd object. Because it's not right. So you don't want Micka and John are living next door to you? Oh, not a house. No, not if I'm not paying 450,000 for a place and I'm forcing me back. Bye. And I'm working full time and my wife is working full time. Because there's no... So like, there's nothing social about that, is there? No, I'm sorry, your line is a little bit dodgy, Tony. But 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 Stephen, I get, I get the point he's making. Yeah, but the idea is the Mick, idea Mick, is you know what, Mick, uh, John, you pay I live a percentage next of your rate. If you if you earn more money, you pay more money. A friend of mine lives in Black Rock in a very nice apartment complex and pays. I can't remember what the exact percentage of her of her wages are, um, but it is probably a lot less than the person, you know, left, right, up and down of her in their apartments. There is, an, there is an upper level when it comes to county council rents. There's an upper level where you don't pay any more than that. I think the upper level in Dublin is 450 a month or 500 a month or something. Okay. Like so, well, you know. Yeah. And, and the lower level is like 20 quid a month or 30 quid a month or whatever yeah. it is. Well, you probably have to be earning over 500 quid a week or whatever yeah. to be paying four or five. But, but here's the thing, month. Stephen, people will say, and I had a caller, we were talking about this recently on the radio as well, and I had a caller on and said, 
you drive into any and or any council estate, he said, you can tell it's a council estate. And I said, well, what do you mean by that? And he said, I'm not saying everybody, but he said a lot of people, he said, they don't bother painting their houses, they don't cut their grass, their bins are outside, there's rubbish in gardens, there's caravans outside their door. And he said, and the reason is, he said, because when you're not paying for something, you don't care about it as much. Yeah, but then also the, the other people that are living in those council estates are, you know, tending their grass, cutting the hedges, painting the doors, looking after the gates, whatever it is. You know, that happens everywhere. You know, you can't say that there's more of it in a council area because you can't say that because you don't know that there is. And not every council estate is going to be the same. So you're kind of making a lot of, you know, pointless points that aren't really kind of proving anything one way or the other because it's going to be the exact same each way. Okay, what's in there? Angela, hi, how are you? Grand, how are you? Sorry for keeping you waiting there. 11 minutes, I kept you. Sorry, I do apologise. Uh, Angela, <laughs> yeah. you, you, you would, I know exactly, 11 minutes and 16 seconds actually. You wouldn't object, would you? <laughs> oh, I wouldn't because it's, it, it, the way I look at it is, Sinn Féin are being absolute hypocrites because all they want to do is, it's all about build houses, build houses, but uh, not in my backyard, like. Yeah, well, that's always been you know? the case, isn't it? NIMBYism. Yeah, they call that, they call it. Yeah, yeah. NIMBYism. And, and, and that's the way it is. But um, on the other hand, they're trying to shout for the people saying, oh, yeah, we'll, we'll build houses, vote us, and we'll build houses. But we won't build them next to the posh people. You know? <laughs> and but, the but, is, but do the posh people, uh, people who've spent a lot of money on their houses, do they deserve the privilege of having that privacy them, to themselves? Well, the, the way you look at it is, you either object to having the social housing um, estate next to you, or you could end up having those um, families in the house next door to you. Mm. So you know. Well, like, I think they, I think the posh be, people would rather not have them there at all. Would not would rather up the not road, have five them there miles up all, the road, or something like that. It'd be grand, yeah, or in a field somewhere, but yeah. not beside me. Yeah, because I know um, where I used to live in Kildare, um, in a, a town in Kildare, they put up something like like that, 100 houses, you know, beautiful houses. And shockingly, those houses went up for sale. And within a week, those houses were sold, right? Mm -hmm. But there was no private buyers. It was all social housing went in there. Yeah, Every single one of them was social housing. Yeah. Um, and it's kept lovely. It's kept great. I live in a private estate um, and there is social housing in here as well. And there is one or two traveller families in here and they, they keep it great. They keep it lovely. So it, it, it's kind of a thing of you're damned if you do or you're damned if you don't. Where I grew up in Clare, um, you know, we were in a private estate, in a private, in a private house. Um, kind of outside of the town. Now, the town has grown and there's a couple of social housing estates around. So what are you saying to me? Anybody who objects is a snob? Is a snob. You're oh. a snob. Okay, okay. Stephen, do you, do you think people who object are snobs? No. I'd say they're uninformed and frankly selfish in their, in their own misunderstanding of what other people are like. Like, I, I can guarantee you my neighbours are probably fed up with the state of my back garden right now. You know, they'd much rather 
I do something about it, which I'm working on. But would, I also would you, work yeah, but would you, but would you like to live in one of those areas of Dublin in particular, like say you know, that have become <laughs> no go areas for Angarda Cherry Orchard, and places like that? You know, which is also I housing. work in one. Yeah, but w- would you like to live there? If I could afford the place, yes, I would live there because you live in the middle of all that. I'm still, I'm still at home. Ah, I'm, I'm at home with my Steven. parents. I'm still fucking at Steve, home. So Stephen, you're not going to want to live in an area where the stolen cars milling up and down the road and the guards won't even come to the place. You, nobody wants to live I have like stolen that. cars in the no. in my estate. So don't worry about it. <laughs> right. Okay. So you're used but to that you nightly know. entertainment. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry, Angela. The, 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 let's say I'm renting at the moment, and um, my landlord absolutely adores me because. I keep the place clean, I clean the front garden, I mow, mow the lawn, I clean the back garden, I do everything. And well done to you, but the, that's not the experience of a lot of people. A lot of people will say, you know, when you look at my road, you know, Sarah, there's, I don't know, 40 houses, 30 of them are private, 10 of them are social housing, and they'll say to you, you can tell, you can tell by looking which of the 10 there are social housing. Yes, I know, but then that, that's exactly it. So would you rather those people be in your estate or in their own estate next door. Well, for those people, they would say they'd rather be in their own estate somewhere up the road, away from them. Away from them. But that's not going to happen. And this, this, this well, it is does happen too. Don't look yeah. at. It's also not no, going to change anything. Well, no, and the thing is, these families, their kids could end up in social housing. This is what people don't look at. They can have all the money in the world. That can mm-hmm. all be gone in the morning. You know, with the, the race, that prices of houses are going up. Everybody's going to end up in social housing <laughs> because I yeah. don't think people can afford houses anymore. But stay there. Let me just go to Joe as well. Joe, yeah. hi. Good afternoon, Niall. How are you? Good. I have another 20 people to get to. I don't think I'm going to get them all today. But go ahead, Joe. What do you want to say? <laughs> well, I think, Niall, the biggest mistake we ever made in this country in the last couple of years was stopping construction during the the, the, the COVID-19 era. Yes, like I would agree. From, from, like, you could say for nearly over a year, we cancelled one of the most vital uh, vital projects in the country, which to me is actually more important than healthcare because you need houses to be built. And unfortunately, mm. the government at the time went along with the stupid narrative from the, the so-called health authorities and closed down bloody construction. Well, like, well, mind you, they've stopped building. They stopped build so they stopped building social housing during the Celtic Tiger because they didn't believe yeah. we needed it because most people were buying houses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, th- so there, there hasn't really been much social housing built since the kind of the late nineteen nineties or the mid nineteen nineties. Anyway, but, but the point is, Joe, would I don't know if you live in social housing or you live in private housing. I don't know. But well, I live. I I I own my own house. I live in a corporation house, but uh, the house purchases. was bought for me. Yeah, my my late father bought it in the nineties, John. The under the tenant purchase scheme there that was done yeah. between the. Which, by the way, can I just say, it was a stupid idea. Uh, that I'm, my father bought our house, you know, our family home at the time as well through the tenant purchase scheme through Dublin Corporation. It was a bonkers idea that the state sold off social housing, their social housing stock to people at ridiculously low prices. But Joe, That's right. I'm not having a go at you because I benefited from it because when my father died, the house was worth whatever, 180,000 euro and I sold it. Yeah. So, I'm, you know, I benefit from it. He bought it for 1,600 quid 20 years previous yeah. to that. But, but, here's, yeah. but here's the thing, Joe. Would you object if they said, and we're going to build, you know, I don't know, 400 social houses across the road from you there? Would you have a problem with it? 
I would have no problem with it, Doyle. And as I say, like, if people, like, the way I look at it is, right, we're going to get bad eggs in all society. You get bad eggs in council houses, you get them in student accommodation. I would actually be more, fi- I would have no problem with it, providing that they're not involved in criminality, like drug dealing or pedophilia or murder or something like that. Now, if there was a kid, now, I, a number of years ago, there was a guy moved into where I was living, down the road from my street there. And uh, I think I told you this a, couple, uh, a while back. The guy was actually involved in uh, paedophilia. Wow. He was actually on an internet site looking up at uh, young kids. And nobody knew at the time until somebody got wind of it. Uh, the guards apparently called to his house and there was a complaint. They must have discovered that he was downloading uh, images of child pornography. <coughs> so at the time, the, we, the residents, yeah, oh, scumbag, yeah. yeah. Now, at the time, we ganged up on, on we didn't, what we done is we got together and we demanded that he'd either be moved out or he'd be kicked out. Mm. So fair play, like the authorities got him out of it and the guy, thankfully, was locked up um, and never to be seen around again. Well, hopefully they threw away the key or shoved it up his ass. Yeah, 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 yeah. He was yeah. an absolute scumbag. Yeah. And he was going around at the time and he was trying to be the great neighbour, doing things for people, this and that, like, you know? Yeah, what a scumbag. Uh, I've no time for those kind of people. Let me, sorry, hang on, let me go to Maureen as well. Maureen, hi, how are you? Hi, Nigel, how are you? Yeah, I mean, Maureen, to be fair, Stephen, well, he's not saying they're snobs. Angela kind of is. But he, he's more. what he's more or less saying is, you know, we need housing and people just can't be objecting to it all the time, otherwise it'll never get built. Yeah, well, that's, that's true. Mm. We do need housing. But what do you say to people who object? They believe that because they paid 400000 for a house, they have a right to some sort of privilege. Well, there's nobody saying that they have to lose their privilege, but I don't agree with them denying somebody the right to have a roof over their head mm. if it's social housing. I mean, we have the country, we're in a situation now like that, it's desperate. I mean, there are how many families in hotel rooms? But there was no objection from TD, so all these beautiful modular homes went up, and then one Irish person got one of them. <coughs> yeah, and yet they're, they're objecting about social housing. What a bunch of hypocrites. But you, you could understand, Maureen, and, and again, I want to reiterate, because I don't want people to think that I'm giving the wrong impression of people who live in social housing. The vast amount of people who live in social housing are good, decent people who just can't afford they a house are, of their yeah. own. Okay, yeah. that's fine. Yeah. And I appreciate that. But if somebody's gone to the trouble of working hard to better themselves and paid 400 grand for a house, do they not have some right, you know, to keep that value on the house or stay in an area where they want to be because it might have a low crime rate or low antisocial behaviour rate. Whereas we know statistically when you build three or four hundred houses, you know, where social housing, you know, you are going to increase crime rates. You are going to increase antisocial behaviour. So does that person not have a right to some level of privilege? They have a right to a level of privilege. The privilege is that they were able, they were privileged to own their home and be able to buy it. That's the privilege. But when it comes for me to denying somebody a house, that privilege, they don't have that privilege as far as I'm concerned. So that's where that You're privilege comes right. in for me. Mm. And Angela, I'd say Stephen is delighted today that everyone is agreeing with him. Well, I just said he's, you're absolutely right. You, know, you just you just said, oh, working hard to better themselves. They worked hard enough to earn enough money to get a, a mortgage to spend four hundred grand or buy four buy a house with four hundred grand. You know, that's great, wonderful. But your caller is right. They have no right to decide who lives beside them and who doesn't. 
Is it, no, because... Sorry, Angela, go ahead, yeah. I totally agree with you, Stephen. Like, you buy your house, you buy that, <coughs> that plot. That's what you're buying. Um, who's yeah. not to say that you don't have a traveller family that have won the lotto and buy the next 10 houses around you? You can't object to that, can you? No, you can't. No, you so, can't. Uh, no, so, like, I'm in total agreement. Yeah, if you want to live in a nice estate, you live in a nice estate. But you can't say who's going to move in next to you. Okay, now, let me let me just flip this around a little bit, okay? Oh, and, no, I hate the flipping. And let, let's just see the hypocrisy here, okay? Maureen. Hi. Yes. Let me ask you a question. So the government okay. say they're going to build social housing across the road, but it's specifically for immigrants who have come to the country. Would you object to it? For immigrants? Yeah. If they were immigrants who came here with a visa and were working, no. <laughs> I'm if talking, I'm talking here, about the people who came here through the asylum process are refugees. Oh, and would, would, are, you, are you referring to the people with... Hold on a second. Oh, oh, we're objecting all of a sudden, are we? Okay, with sorry. No doc, with no documents or any of this? Yeah, I'd object to them because they have no right to be there. <laughs> oh, all right. So it depends on who the people are no, that are moving no, into the house. Me. No, no, I'm no, the can I first. answer that when Maureen's finished? Well, you can answer it any time you want. Go ahead, Angela. Oh, no, I'd, I'd, I'd let her finish first. I would object to that if they are getting it before Irish families. That that's what I said, list. Angela. Yeah. Exactly, Maureen. Yeah, yeah. That's so look, look after our own. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Yeah, I'd, I'd yeah. Go, yeah, and I'm in total agreement with Maureen with this. Mm. You know, because I, I told you that down behind our estate, I've told you this. There was something like, in, in one part of it, there was 12 brand new houses, top of the range stuff gone into it. And one family, and I know her personally, this is from her mouth, this isn't he said, she said, that she was waiting for that house for 14 years with her kids. And she is the only Irish person gone into that estate. The rest are Ukrainians. That I object to. Yeah, I, would, <laughs> yep. I, I agree. I, yeah, okay, let, let me, well, stay there. Please stay with me, Stephen, for a second, uh, because uh, uh, there's somebody going on that was not too happy with your comments. Uh, let, well, hang, on, hang on for a second, Angela, hang on. Let me go to David. David, hi, how are you? How are you, Niall? Go ahead, David. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? I can, yeah. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, no, I would, I would, I'd be, um, I wouldn't object. To, to social housing going even if I was a millionaire which which I'm nowhere near but uh, if I was a millionaire and I had a mansion I wouldn't object to uh, <coughs> social housing I think I think people have a right to have a roof over their head and unfortunately uh, there's a growing number of people who are doing their best are trying to get on the ladder are trying to move up in the world and for whatever circumstances they can't afford a house and, and, that, and that's fair enough. And we should always provide social housing for those who are not in a position. Yeah. To, and we should provide a lot yeah. more of it. But and, and just there was a, a comment somebody said there. Um, so I, I, I rent in a cost rental scheme. And it's actually worked out really. I'm really grateful to be there. And, and uh, I've, got I've got some immigrants on my left and immigrants on my right. And they're all working people. They're really nice, lovely kids everywhere. I've got kids myself and they all play out on the street. 
And uh, this idea of kind of this ghetto of antisocial um, kind of wreckers going around marauding about the place um, just doesn't seem to be reflected in real life, except in places like Cherry Orchard and stuff like that. But I mean, is it not the case that if you get if you get wise people, then that kind of thing is going to happen? But again, I point out from the start of the show, I've been pointing it out, that when you build a lot of houses, which are social housing in one place, what happens is, in some cases, it ghettoizes. But generally speaking, you will see an increase statistically in antisocial behaviour and crime because there is poverty involved. So that's why people would say, I'd object. I don't want that built near me. Wouldn't it be up to the? Wouldn't it be up to the kind of the organisers of these things to make sure that there's a kind of a fair mix uh, of people allocated to that area? So that do do you really believe Dublin City Council or any city council for that matter would go to that much trouble? Because they don't. They just. They, it's just who's no. next on the list. <laughs> uh, well, actually, David and yeah. Steve. Well, hang on, David and Stephen. I know you think pretty much similar. Stay there for a second. I want to go to right, Steve. As opposed to actually, as opposed to actually building Part Five or giving the council Part Five stuff, they just pay their way out of it. That's been documented for nearly two Oh, I know. Builders now. do that. Or oh, what they'll do is they will b- buy another green space five miles up the road and build the social housing there separately. I've seen them do that too. Maybe. Yeah. Steve, hi. How you doing, Steve? Oh, how your audience has changed, Niall. I can't believe what I'm hearing today. I genuinely can't. Take it from somebody who actually lives in Ballyferma. If I bought a house and a bunch of my current neighbours was to move in beside me, I would be instantly selling the house and getting the hell out of there. They, people want to be nice and soft about what's going on in these housing estates, and they need these poor people need to be given a chance. My arse, the, the word getaways is completely right. They are absolute kips. If I spend 400 grand, half a million on a house, I don't want Macker and John are living next door to me selling drugs. Not a hope. I'd be removing them from there. Would you, would you prefer if Sinead and Saoirse are selling drugs next door to you instead, so? I would prefer nobody would be selling drugs to me next door. But I, look, <laughs> it's, it's, at the end of the day, Noel, they do lower the tone of the area, and it only takes a handful of scumbags. You only have to look at the videos that are coming out of Barry Fairman. I, I see the cars on a regular basis. It's a shithole. It's a kip. And the people who want to live there are the arseholes who are doing these things. The vast majority Stephen of said he would li- Stephen said he'd live there in a heartbeat. Off you go. That's his personal choice. That's his choice. He wants to live in a shithole like Bally Fairman. Go ahead. You do that and see how long you last up there. Because I can guarantee it, when your house is being broken into, when your car is being robbed, when there's drug, de- drug deals going on outside your door... When there's people being beaten up left, right and centre and you're living in that hell, you will want to get the hell out there, especially if you have a child. Yeah, Stephen. Let him respond to that if you, if you want to. Sorry, Stephen. Go ahead. You can respond to that. Where do you start? I don't know if there's anything I can actually second say other than, you know, if I'm living in an area, I'm going to do my best to get to know my second neighbours so that, because mm-hmm. God help you if you don't get on with your neighbours. Um, and if something is going on, then I report it to the authorities the way I'm supposed to do it. And if I end up getting, yeah, well, if I end up getting retribution or if I end up getting enough money to move and I feel like I want to move, then I'll move. But if I'm quite happy where I am, you would move to a nice area, would you? Would you move to a nice area, a private area? I'd move to wherever I could fucking afford. 
Okay, if, let's, let's say, Stephen, that you had 500000 in your account right now. Would you buy a house in Ballyferma? I don't know. Simple. Depends on how close it is to work. Come and on, let, come on. Let, let's all be realistic here today. You know, Stephen, we don't all have to pretend to be nice, right? If somebody, if somebody said to me, here's 500000 you can buy a house. Actually, maybe a bit more, because we're talking Dublin here. 600000 I'm not buying a house in Ballyferma. Stephen, be honest. Be well, honest. Fine. Good. They don't have to. But just be dumb. I'm asking you just to be honest. Or Tala or fucking Cherry Orchard or wherever it is, I chose to buy a house there and that's my choice and I don't give a Stephen, shit what anyone Stephen, else thinks. No, I'm asking. There's 600 grand in your account, my man. Are you going to buy a house in Killinarden or Cherry Orchard? Simple yes or no. Well, quite a lot of my friends live in Kilnarden, so I wouldn't be adverse to living in Kilnarden. So, thanks very is much. Is that a yes or a no? Is it a yes or yes, a no? Then. Yes, and so if you, you happen to want there. to put 600 okay. grand in my account, by all perfect. means. <laughs> okay, so perfect. You move You move into, I think you're lying, by the way, but if you move into a shit... Well, I actually like have a lot there. of friends and colleagues that live in, in Kilnarden and Palace, so don't worry about it. Okay, well, actually, let me ask David the same question. Sorry, David. You were the one who said even if you were a millionaire, you wouldn't object to social housing next door to you. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I mean, it's a fair question, Steve said. If somebody, if somebody gave you a million quid tomorrow and said you can buy a house anywhere in Dublin, would you buy a house in Ballyfermot, Cherry Orchard, Killinard, and Darndale, Ballymun? Why, why, why do I have to... Why do I have to... Well, let, 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 let's... I mean, some of those are better than others. Absolutely. Some of those places are probably better than others. Um I probably wouldn't buy it in any of those places because if I had a million, I'd probably buy a nice place out. Ah, uh, nice place. And a nice place. A place out. A place oh, out earlier on, Ballyferm and everywhere else was nice. Now it's not nice. I never said they were nice. I never said. I didn't say anything. No, about from the general tone of what everybody is saying. The general tone of what everybody is saying today. Well, okay, so let, I think I think we're getting away from the the question here. Is would I object to social housing being built? In my area, I mean that's mm-hmm. that's the that's the question. Do you no, live in social housing think, at the moment? I don't live. In, I'm, I live in a cost rental uh, home, which is kind of probably uh, probably in under the umbrella of. Well, okay, do, umbrella uh, of it's affordable housing. Yeah. Uh, okay. Do you do you housing, have yeah. drug deals going on outside your door? Do you have cars being robbed outside your door? Do you have people being beaten up on well, a regular basis? A, I mean, I think that's a different that's a different question. I mean, it's what, not. A, no, it's not. Well, okay. Well, if you if you want to ask if you want to ask that question, my answer to that is is you've got a, a breakdown of social cohesion due to um, uh, uh, consistent government policy that prevents the flourishing of families. You don't have <laughs> Bullshit. Bullshit, well, my man. Stati- you know it's up. Okay, even uh, if statistically that is backed up, even if it is. So what you're saying is that there's a breakdown. Okay, yes, we agree. We're going to agree that it, that there's a breakdown in society. Okay, especially yeah. in these areas like Ballyfermot. So if you're living in an area like Ballyfermot and there's a breakdown in society, you'll want to get the hell out of there. And if Ballyfermot decides to follow you into a new housing estate beside your half a million euro house, you will go, what the fuck is happening here? I did not buy to get away from them scumbags for them to follow me. You would not be happy. And anybody coming out saying that they're going to be happy with it are absolute bleeding lawyers. They're lawyers. They're just virtue signaling. That's all you're doing. Well, I mean, I I exist under the premise that uh, people should have the best opportunity to try and do better for themselves. And and if if you don't get out of social housing, then. Yeah, and some people will do that. And 
And the, I think I think if you don't have a society that's that's oriented towards bettering people in general, then you're going to end up with, with what you're doing, which which is basically pigeonholing a whole. Uh, yeah, I am uh, absolutely. Stereotypes exist for a reason. They exist for a reason because I live in that reason. You don't. I live there. Well, I you see do, it well, morning, noon, and you, night. You don't know anything. You don't know anything about me, um, other than what I, other than what I'm saying. That's why I asked you and, the questions exactly. And ultimately, what it comes down to is, if you don't, if you don't have an attitude, if you don't have an attitude of trying to help people get better for themselves, then the problem is just going to exist. Like Do you, you, so far, you've you've just complained about people. What is your solution to kind of bettering the problem? My my solution: I, I build the houses if they want to get wise areas. Absolutely fine. Like Ballyferma, get away as the hell out of it. It's a shithole. My, in my opinion, yeah, but all you you've done, all you've done is, there's nothing good is coming demon, out of it. All you've done is demonise people and yes, said there's no exactly. good ever coming That's out of there. But you haven't no. actually hmm. said, you haven't okay. said anything Let about me... what, what to do to better people. I mean, okay, you can keep, you, let you, me scratch my on. head here and just wonder, why the hell do you think, now you sound like a smart enough man, why do you think I have a problem with it? Why? I understand. I understand the the frustration of living in an area where where the guards turn around and and fly off because they're they're afraid to deal with the issue. But that's not uh, just frustration, the, my man. Uh, okay, you, you can you can pick apart individual words, uh, but you I can't. Yes. What I'm saying. Um, uh, I mean, but, to be fair, David, many of these areas are considered to be go no go areas by the guards. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. and it's it's a horrible thing. It's terrific. I I'd rather know. die than live somewhere like that. I'd rather live in a tent some, somewhere than live in an area like that. I mean, no, 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 hang on. To be fair to Steve, and I rarely agree with him on the radio, but yeah. David, I would rather live in a tent than live in a kip where there's stolen cars milling around me, my housing yeah, estate. I wouldn't want to live there myself. Either. Okay, but the, the point that he's making is, is that, you know, when you live in an area where there's social housing, right, the majority, and I want to say this, I, I can say this a million times today, and I hope it gets through to people. The majority of people are good people, and I'm sure the majority of people in Cherry Arch are horrified by the carry-on of the minority. But the problem is that minority ruins it for everybody. And when you have social housing, there's a reason it's stigmatised. And that reason is because you are more likely, and there's a, a higher propensity of problems in those areas. So you can understand well, why people are, might object. Know, if you know in Fairview, the, the Marino is a big, massive, that was a social housing project from ages ago. Yeah, but that's, um, you, that was at a time when that was the only type of housing, really. So, I mean, the same way, you know, when I lived in Edenmore, my parents moved from Belvedere Place or something in the middle. Of, they moved everybody out of the city centre, out of these suburbs. And that was when Dublin Corporation were building houses. And somebody, by the way, texted in, Thomas said, <laughs> calling me an F and P or I C K. Edenmore is a great place to live. It might be a great place to live now. I've no idea what it's like. I haven't been there in 30 years. But it wasn't a great place to live when I was a kid. It was full of towers. Yeah, not all of them. There were some lovely people in Edenmore too, by the way, can I point out. I, I, I want to ask David something. So he said there that he would he understands the frustration of the people living in these areas because, you know, guard response times, guards running out of the area rather than actually dealing with the crime that's in there. So he says he understands the frustration so he'd welcome the same frustration on his doorstep. Is that what you're saying? No, that's not what I'm saying. Um, well, building I'm these saying building these areas beside you will well, bring that along with matter, it. The fact of the matter is, the, the fact of the matter is, m- most people, even in, in in reasonably paid jobs these days, couldn't afford to live anywhere other than social housing these days. 
and that's that's down to just the the, the astronomical prices of houses. I mean, there's two bed two bed homes going for three hundred and fifty or or more thousand euro. Um, that's that's just that's just down to like the, the way the economy has been propped up, and I, I, it's going to be the case that mo- most people, a lot of respectable people, are going to be living in social. Has nothing to do with personal uh, responsibility. No, nothing to do with personal responsibility at all. No. No, I, no I'm all for. I'm all Blame for the government on everything. Like, I'm not, I'm not blaming. I'm, I'm not blaming. Well, certainly the government has something to do with it. But, mm-hmm. uh, so where, so where have absolutely. you, per- where have you today picked apart personal responsibility for the scumbags in these areas? Well, I'm not their father. You haven't tackled that. Um, so I'm not going to be able to tackle all these things, Stephen. Uh, but no, I'm, but yeah, you're I'm asking me for answers. You're asking me for answers. What's I'm your not, solution asking, to these I'm areas? I certainly would. I I daren't not ask you for answers. Um, uh, because because I'm I'm sure I wouldn't agree w- with what you're proposing, which doesn't seem to be much of a proposal other than just don't what new Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, well hang, hang on both because I need to bring in Ibrahim and Bernie just before I finish up today. Ibrahim, hi. How are you? Good. How you doing, Matt? How you doing, uh, Ibrahim? I'm sorry, going to have to rush everybody now because we're coming towards the end. But Ibrahim, would you object to social housing being built beside you? Um. There's a yes and a no. I okay. mean, if you're talking about a um, a big, uh, uh, like large estate, which is going to be turned basically into a ghetto, no. But if you're talking about having um, uh, units developed within certain estates or near certain estates, which create a small percentage where the people can easily integrate uh, integrate into the um, into the local neighborhood, then there's not a problem. But when you put too many people from one particular culture or from one, one social class, into, yes, yeah, once and you put them into one area, that whole area will tend to either go up based on the wealth or go down based on the poverty level. Mm. So, um, you know, this is, uh, I believe that all new estates or developments should have, let's say, 5%, 10% created that would go towards social housing. Or the government uses um, uh, some of the lands that they have since the crash of 2008 and uh, develop certain areas where it can be mixed use. But um, in terms of having just, uh, you know, a big Grow, a big development just going up in one particular area within the city and then creating a you know a problem for the for the surrounding areas then uh, I wouldn't agree with that part okay let me just go to Bernie as well Bernie very quickly because I have to wrap it up Bernie go ahead sorry for keeping everybody um, yeah, so long. it depends on location circumstances and planning and a lot of aspects like you can't put in a load of social housing and not have any facilities or amenities for people to enjoy or mm. to use and I think that that's where it has to be looked at yeah, well, I mean, well people have mentioned that already. You can't just build houses without facilities. But let's just say the facilities were going in, the extra school, uh, the extra doctors, the extra services. If they were going in, would you have an objection? No, because everyone Regardless. is equal. Then. Mm, um, I, and, and yeah, I, I think that there should be, um, you know, you, you can't put a load of, say, scumbags, excuse the role. You can't put a load of them in together and hope that they're going to, you know, all of a sudden become normal, you know, good citizens. There has to be strong, you know, one strike and you're out, or two strikes and you're out. Mm. But Bernie, but, um, I think it's unfair to kind of like call the, you know, just because they're immigrants, calling them scumbags. I mean, some I'm people not come here any, immigrants. I, didn't say, uh, I, did, I wasn't mentioning. Yeah, I didn't they, mention immigrants. I didn't mention any 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 pack. I, I, Irish. It doesn't matter where you're from. Okay. Anyone oh, okay, who okay. is. 
I, I wasn't I didn't I wasn't being racist in any shape or form. What I'm saying is if anyone has a past history and say they've done time for whatever and, and they come out and they want to start fresh, well maybe give them the opportunity, but it will not two strikes they're out. They can't be you know, causing trouble because they didn't... But, uh, but that's you know. meant to be the case when it comes to council housing. It's meant to be three strikes in your head, but it doesn't happen. Should we see situations where people don't pay their rent for 10 years and, and they don't get kicked out, where people cause havoc in the area? And you know what? In most of these areas where there is problems or they have become ghettoized, it's not everybody. It's usually like four or five families that destroy the whole area and make life miserable for everywhere. All their families are drug dealers or whatever. I don't know. But it's, it's always a minority that destroy everything for everybody else. And destroy an area. That can happen also in a residential area. That can be, you know, it, can, it doesn't have to be one specific area. It can it's less like, it's less, yeah, but it's less likely to happen in Darkey than it is to happen, you know, in Moy Ross, for example. Who, yeah, but it depends on who, you don't know anymore. We don't know anybody's personality. Like people are killed in private housing estates the same as public housing, in council housing yeah. estates and corporation housing estates. It doesn't matter. You have to have a certain respect and, and, and show, you know, to, as I said, have pro- proper facilities and, and amenities and, you know, proper manners and laws in place. So if they do, that there, there's nowhere they can turn. Okay, stay All there. societies. Okay, well hang, well, hang on. Jason, hi. How are you doing, Jason? Good afternoon. Okay, Jason, you? sorry, yeah, your line is just a bit dodged, but however, would you object to social housing in your area? Uh, no, why, why would you object? Are you afraid to catch something off the mouth? No, I didn't say I'd object. You're coming across, you're coming across. <laughs> I'm, you, I'm giving the alternate argument, Jason. That's what I do. Niall, Niall, if you want a class and you want to live like this, move to England where they love all that. Rich man at his gate, rich man in his castle, poor man at his gate. Lord, he made their estate. I was in social housing till I was 25 years of age. I'm in, so, I'm in social housing, Niall. I chose, oh, I, I, I made a decision. I made a decision I didn't want to buy a house. I didn't want that mortgage wrapped around my head. I see my father struggle, literally struggle, to try and keep a roof over six of us in the recessions if he injured themselves. I made that decision a long time ago. We have a beautiful house we have. We got, and I pay for it. pay for it every week, home, my wages. We paint and we're on a second coat of paint already and we're only in the house two and a half years. So what? So what do you say to people who object? They're snobs. They're, they're, they seem to forget. We're from Ireland, yeah. We don't have a class system, okay? We are. We were all on the same level in the seventies and the eighties. Few people had a few more quid. But then this thing came into Ireland called "I've a bigger house than you, therefore I'm better than you. I will look down upon you now because my house is bigger." And I hate this. We walk hard. I walk damn hard, Noel. You know that. Mm. You know I walk damn hard because you, you're on the I'm well aware of that, yeah, there, yeah, yeah. yeah. So am I a lesser person than the man who's who has a, a thing of seven hundred thousand pounds around? But, the, but they, the way I look at it is, that they look at it like not because you're there, Jason, and you work hard. And let's be clear about it, by the way. Not everybody in social housing is unemployed because people have this idea that everybody in social housing is unemployed. A lot of people in social housing just couldn't afford four hundred thousand euro for a house, right? Or, or they never could. But but here's the thing. But you also have then people who are unemployed or permanently unemployed, or you also have Joey the drug dealer who's never going to be able to buy a house. Well, yeah, but but people are going to say that's fine. Joey the drug dealer is welcome to a social house, but just not near me. No, no. Where do most of the big drug dealers live? The ones who bring in the drugs into this country, they don't live in social housing. They live in them estates you're talking about. Because they're the ones who own the boats and the airplanes and the transport companies. Well, that is in my estate. Yeah, but they tend to own all the nice houses once they dro- deal in the drugs. But once they start off dealing in the drugs, most of them have come from areas that were social housing. Yeah, yeah. 
I mean, we all kind of I mean, if you look at the Kinnahens, the Hutches, you know, all of those individuals, with the exceptions of the Duns back in the 70s who brought heroin into Ireland, they were kind of well-to-do. But generally speaking, most drug dealers start off in areas that would be considered low, lower socioeconomic areas. Where they end up, Noel? Well, well, they end up in Docky or Spain. Yeah. Oh, yes, yes, yes. But <laughs> well, I'll be agreeing to them, would they? Listen, I'm not going to have to wrap it because I'm, I'm going well over time. Ibrahim, Bernie, David, Jason, everybody. Listen, thank you very much indeed. Loads and loads of texts coming in. Martina says, uh, uh, who will get the houses, Irish or asylum seekers, etc.? My partner was told we are looking at another 18 years on the list and we've been on it for over four years. Some people don't have the means to buy a house. Um... I could read out loads of messages, but I just don't have the time at this stage. Let me see. Uh, Brenda says, there is a lot of people who bought their houses during the boom and are now on the mortgage rent scheme. Is disregarded the social housing. Gavin says, no, I can a spade, call a spade a spade. They all do it. Uh, every party, only in this country, if it's the shinners uh, do it. Oh, he's giving out about the shinners being hypocrites because they're the ones objecting to social housing. Uh, but they're objecting to social housing based on the fact that they said the social housing that has been planned to build is like three-story apartments and they believe it'll overshadow some of the local houses, which I kind of understand. That's, that's fair enough. I mean, you wouldn't want something, you know, blocking all your lights or something like that. Uh, you do not set the people off against each other. Instead of going after the real troublemakers, the crooks and the doll, people need places to live. Some can afford to buy and others can't. Welcome to the capitalist system. Yes, yeah, somebody else says, oh, I'm looking at this line here in the paper. Uh, Trillions of debt on X provided a newspaper headline which reads, EU will be in recession by the end of the year, warns former ESB, ES, uh, ECB president, the European Central Bank president, is advising or warning us that we'll be in a recession by the end of the year. I don't believe that, and I've spoken to economists who said that's completely untrue. They warned that we were going to go into recession three years ago, and it didn't happen either. Uh, anyway. Interest rates will continue to rise, mind you, because they're doing that at the moment to try and control inflation, which is not working. If I ran this country and ran this Europe of ours, I tell you, I'd do it an awful lot differently. Thank you to everybody who got involved in the show. Don't forget, by the way, you can listen to all our podcasts. All you got to do is go to our website, Spotify, iTunes, Amazon. It's all free of charge. You can listen to them anywhere you want to. Straight after this show, we'll have the podcast up in about an hour or so. All you got to do, as I said, is go to the website, nileboylan.com. If you want to watch the video of the show and some of the interviews that we don't stream live, by the way, they're exclusively on the website. And to do that, you have to subscribe, five ninety nine a month. Please subscribe. It helps to support us, to give you this platform every single day where you can agree with me or disagree with me, where you can shout and roar at each other and have a good time and get your opinion out there. Free speech is what it's all about. Your opinions absolutely matter to us. So no matter what opinion you happen to have, you can do it right here on this show. This is your platform. This is your opportunity, uncensored, to say what you want. We are Ireland's only fully interactive live daily podcast. We give you an opportunity to come on on Zoom, on WhatsApp, on phones, or whatever way you want. We have all the facilities here to do that. So please do support the show. Go to the website. And everybody who does support us, by the way, don't forget, you have an opportunity... I don't know where the mug has gone. You have an opportunity to win yourself one of these mugs. There you go. Up on the screen there, you can see them now. Um, we give away one of those every day to somebody who subscribes on the website for five ninety nine. So go to the website now. Don't do it later on, but do it now. And thank you to all the people who have subscribed to us so far. We really appreciate it. It helps to pay the bills. We're not making any money out of it. We're not getting paid for doing it. We do it because we love doing it. We hope to make money, obviously, out of it at some point. And any money we do get, we want to put it back into it to make it even better. And to make it even longer. So we may do a few topics every single day. 
We might do two shows a day if you can if we can afford to do that by your subscriptions. So please subscribe. If you can't afford to subscribe, I completely understand. You can watch it free of charge on Twitter and Facebook live every single day. You can download it and listen to it live every day free of charge. We'll never charge you for doing that. We just want you to subscribe to us. So please do that for us. And to those, by the way, who can't afford to do that, we understand. But we will ask you to do something for us. Go to our website, go to Facebook, go to Twitter, and share that the, we do little trailers every day. We do little clips every day of the show. Share it with your friends. Tell the, your friends about the show. That's all we ask you to do. Just tell at least one friend. So make an effort today to say to one person, have you heard the Nile Boyle podcast? It's great. It's on Twitter and Facebook every day live at 12 o'clock. Tell a friend. Tell them about our website, nileboyland.com. They can listen to them all, the other ones we've done for the last five months. Thank you to everybody who got involved in the show today. I really appreciate it. Until then, have a great day. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan podcast. Listen live on Facebook, YouTube, and all the usual live stream services. To get in touch, just WhatsApp or text 85 100 The Niall Boylan podcast. They told me to shut up. Available for download from all your usual platforms. 